Welcome to another episode of Monster Hunters, the only show that dares to tell Netflix and Hulu I'm going out for cigarettes and never comes back because screw it, we're going to watch a 50-year-old sitcom about a Frankenstein monster and his grotesque family. My name is Derek, and I'm a Monster Hunter. With me, as always, is Keith. Hey, hey, this is Keith, and I, too, am a Monster Hunter. He, too, is a Monster Hunter. And also with us, I don't know if I called him the Dr. Dre of Kansas last time, and if I didn't, I'm slipping. The Dr. Dre of Kansas is here, Terry. Hello. Is it is it Terry or is it uh, Larry? Uh, oh, the twin, twin brother has arrived. Mm. Oh, hello. My name is... <laughs> it's What's me, Derek Larry. Backwards? My name is Herod. Mm. <laughs> I think, uh, Terry, you should talk in a British accent through this whole thing. And we'll just I think we all as... should now that we talk about it. <laughs> well, I don't do a good British accent. Oh, uh, I don't no, think no, that no. matters, Keith. I can do my Christopher Walken. <laughs> no, you can't. Because there is no such thing, Keith. You do not have a Christopher Walken. You have you a, are Christopher Walken. a collection of guttural sounds you call a Christopher Walken impersonation. That's probably true, yes. I'm not even going to attempt it, yeah. <laughs> I thought no. you were going to try it right there to prove <laughs> me wrong. Waiting. I'll prove you wrong. I'll call Surfer Walken. Yeah, I no, my wife says I'm terrible at any accents <laughs> or impressions. Accents or impressions? No impressions at all. You can't even, like, yeah, no, anything, anything. I, no, anything I do is terrible. Terrible? Anything you do is terrible? <laughs> uh, in in the way of accents and oh, impressions. Oh, okay. You gotta yeah. think a little more highly of yourself than that. No, not everything uh, overall. Just the accent and impressions. In fact, I my kids the other day, uh, one of them was, he goes, uh, you, want, you ready to hear my British uh, accent? And I was like, sure, go ahead. And he goes, he just started saying everything with ish <laughs> at the end of it. Because like, it's, it's, it's British. So he's like, oh, okay. I'm Dominic-ish. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I mean, that's, and here that's I am thing. going to schoolish and da, 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 like wow. this whole thing. Yeah. So, but he thought that was uh, those British accent. <laughs> uh, my wife then did hers, and then I did mine. She looked at me and was just like, "No, don't." Dang. Let me tell you what. Your son could have been like a '90s rapper, late '90s rapper, because that was like how you just made stuff rhyme as you added an mm-hmm. extra syllable at the end of words. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Snoop Snoop added Izzle onto a bunch of stuff. Izzle, like it could, yeah. yeah, he could, he could. Everything rhymes. You just throw something at the end of it. Yeah. yeah. Ish. Yeah. I'm going mm-hmm. to schoolish with Billy Eilish. Ooh, My eyelids yeah. are stylish. Mm-hmm. Curled up for oh the guy. Ish. Bitch. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm out of words. Oh, uh, boy. Oh, boy. Derek sounds like you and me need to get back in the studio. That, yeah. Keith, see, that was not like that. where that was going at all. <laughs> so then it's getting cut. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Dang it. 
I was it last episode where I I said I would cower in fear if anyone if if um, personal life and fun life yes. ever met. Yeah, I if don't know any, if I can handle it. If anyone you knew actually uh, found any of your uh, <laughs> yes works, you would um, shrivel up and like fade it, away. Well, it's a crippling mm-hmm. fear. I can't handle it. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all right. Well, I'm glad we got all that out of the way. Yeah. Terry, Terry, I'll send you the files later. Uh, yeah. Well, I'll need a clean just, track just personal. Of that. Just personal. Yeah, please do yeah. not, Keith. See, I like. Oh, anyway. <laughs> <sighs> I, I won't cause Derek any more editing issues. So. It's well, uh, forget editing. I'm having a full blown panic attack. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> here we go. This is episode nine of season one of the beloved. The uh, sitcom from the 60s, The Munsters. Knock wood, here comes Charlie. But before we knock wood and or greet Charlie, whoever that is, we'll have to find out soon. Mm. We should go to the library and pull off a book and blow the dust and crack the spine on the Munster Hunter's Almanac. For the Munster Hunter's Almanac, factoid note sheet whatever else you've called it, Keith, of the week. Uh, yeah, I, I figured uh, last week, uh, we last episode, we talked about uh, Beverly Owen a bit and her run as Marilyn. And uh, we've already uh, alluded in earlier episodes, too, that she only made it through, like, the first season of The Monsters and then decided that, you know, married life was a, was a better thing for her. Um, she was re- replaced by Pat Priest, who... Just at like a quick glance, like I, I don't know if you would act, like people would have noticed right away, because um, they look very very similar, uh, and and it would be would have been very interesting to see like Twitter, um, Facebook and stuff at the time, like when season two of the Monsters rolled out and like a brand new actress had just replaced. Because I also imagine like they didn't really announce this very much um, to anybody, because you know outside of maybe like some entertainment. Uh, like Hollywood entertainment stuff, there probably wasn't like a big to do over the fact that they were gonna have somebody new uh, in there. But you, you um, don't think um, like Entertainment Tonight would have kicked inter- in, <laughs> and there would have been Mary Hart and um, mm-hmm. was there a guy John Tesh giving you the news about Beverly <laughs> Owen leaving the Munsters? Well, I mean, if there were shows like that around, yes, but I don't, th- I don't think there was. Yeah, well, time. what if we got a time machine? What if I told you, Keith, we had time machines that could fit mm-hmm. one Mary Hart and one John Tesh in it, and that's it. <laughs> and I'd wonder why we're wasting it by saying those two back. With that's know, so, well, it's it only four. We could, we could we could go back and you know, yeah, correct correct some of these the... correct some plot holes in the monsters that we've been picking out so no, far. I can oh. think about this too. Yeah, Terry's got plans. <laughs> what are you saying, Terry? Uh, I was just gonna say, yeah, just uh, we could go back there. We could commentate on uh, the uh, actress change up, and yeah, we get in on that gold. At least copyright the jingle, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that could be that could be the Doctor Dre of Kansas's first big like thing they know for. Shoot, if Terry went back to the '60s, he's no longer the Doctor of Kansas. He's just Doctor Dre. <laughs> Ooh, even even and better, even then better. Doctor yep. Dre becomes yep. the Terry of of South Central LA. Yeah, he's the yep. Terry Vickery of South Central LA. And either way, we're still waiting on detox. Yeah, yeah, yep. yep. that's right. The first 
First Order business is stealing Dr. Dre's name. That'll be the first thing I do. If I can. Roy Orbison? Then... <laughs> yes, Roy Orbison's name as well. Yes. <laughs> I thought you said something about Roy Orbison. Your mic's no. really quiet, so I'm just oh, oh. trying to pick things out. Uh, anyway, so uh, Pat Priest, she joined in season two. Um, her mother, uh, Ivy Baker Priest, was a prominent politician uh, and was the United States Treasurer from 1953 to 1961 during the Eisenhower administration. Nice. Huh. Um, and I guess like her signature for a while was on uh, oh, the dollar I bill as well. Thank you. Say she had like a signature move or something like that. No, no, no. Uh, her, signature her signature was, was actually on the on the dollar bill. Oh, uh, the the notes that um, have been gathered up here in the almanac. Uh, Pat was one of the prettiest girls in the Washington scene. She won the president, hmm. the president's cup. Uh, or she's queen of the president's cup uh, regatta, which is a major annual capital social event. Uh, she was the Winchester, Virginia Apple Blossom Festival queen. Uh, and also the first queen of the Azalea Festival in Norfolk, Virginia. Lady Bird Johnson and Peggy Goldwater would later win the, uh, those awards. What but, if we uh, sent Iggy Azalea back? <laughs> well, that's what that that's what that would be. Then uh, that's what that festival would be. It would be instead just of her. Pat Priest, she could have been the new Maryland Munster. Mm. Yeah, and Charlie XCX oh. could be the neighbor. <laughs> Look at you with the up to date pop uh, <laughs> pop. Oh, yeah. That's Ooh, at least yeah. ten years old. <laughs> oh boy! Uh, yeah, uh, she made her film debut uh, as a student in the motion picture East of Eden in 1955. Uh, she was in Easy Come, Easy Go, but she co-starred opposite of Elvis Presley in 1967. Oh, nice. Uh, saying he was wonderful to work with, never argue with anybody. Mm-hmm. It was very non-temperamental. I like how you're talking about uh, this person, and you're like, well, let's talk about Elvis now. <laughs> no, no, that's what she says about Elvis. Elvis okay. was wonderful oh, what did Elvis with. say about yeah. her, though? Uh, yeah. Oh, also, well, he, he must have thought she was great because... Uh, uh, she bought his car off him. Black Colorado. <laughs> and uh, he wants to sell time. She wanted to buy from. it. And, uh, only, on, only one person that wasn't a dealership. And uh, that guy still owes me, I think, a check sitting on oh, the dashboard yep. of his truck. But one of your closest friends, I'm sure. Oh, boy. Bad, <laughs> bad choices. Um. Let's see. Uh, oh, uh, she said the keychain said EP on it. Uh, for Elvis she, Presley? Yep. Uh, or, or Eric and Parrish from EPMD. Yeah. <laughs> Same on fire, man, Keith. Yeah. All my references, cutting mm-hmm. edge, bleeding edge references. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Uh, she had several guest shots on Bewitched, uh, occasional movie roles, even dubbed some of Jane Fonda's lines in Barefoot in the Park. Uh, really? She's also um, the sister of Sue Ann Nivens, which was Betty White, uh, on the hit sitcom Mary Tyler Moore. And, uh, you know, that's, uh, oh, here, interesting. She dabbled in a variety of interests over the years, including skiing, uh, but she more recently abandoned that following an accident on the slopes that nearly killed her. Now, this was wow. Pat Priest or her mom, I am Priest. No, this is actually or Pat I Priest. priest. <laughs> this was actually Pat. Oh, okay. she also had a llama breeding ranch at one time. Hmm. Nice. nice. That's cool. Yeah. I think I and and when I say like recently, um, I do believe she actually passed away earlier this year. Man, dang. you're all about people dying. 
Every episode you point out when somebody just died in the last 12 months. <laughs> yeah. That's well, happened I, a lot, though, too. A lot of them are going away. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, you know, that's kind of. I think the almanac weird. might be uh, a little bit more out of date than, than I'd like. But, you know, that's, uh, we're, that's why we're, you know, we're keeping it uh, up to speed. I'm starting to think that Keith is, uh, you know, not only. Oh, no, we... she's still alive. She's born <laughs> in uh, 1936. <laughs> oh, false alarm. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> is it uh Beverly D'Angelo? No, uh Beverly, Beverly Cleary. No, Beverly Owen, the other oh the other one who was in um the first season? Who was in the Munsters, yeah. I think she may have passed away earlier this year. Okay. Possibly. I, I couldn't yeah. tell you. I don't We've all got a list of a... Yeah, we've got lists of streaming services we're crossing off, you know, we're spurning them. And then Keith's got his little hidden list of just actors that he's like, they're dead. The dead mm, list. Yeah. Like a... Nope. Uh, no, she died in 2019. <laughs> Somebody oh. died earlier this year. I don't remember who it was. Yeah, anyway. Keith might have some weird monster's death note. <laughs> yeah. He just yep. scratches off names and those people yeah. die. It's on my wall. Just but it's waiting. like... It, it's like slightly off. Yeah, it's like, oh, nope, I wrote the wrong name in this time. <laughs> he scratches off and then writes in 2019 next yeah. to it. And turns yeah. out, hmm, she did. Yeah, well, no, I crossed Pat Priest's name off first. And I was like, oh, dang it. That's the wrong Marilyn. What if she oh, just God. had crazy heartburn for that moment while you scratched her name off the list? <laughs> and then, oh, I think I'm dying. Nope, indigestion. Oh, we're good. Yep, yep. Very, very interesting. Hmm. Magical powers of the uh, Monster Hunter Almanac. They I touched my grandpa himself. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm. Enchanted. I pray our names never enter that list. Are you slamming it shut, Keith? There it is. Oh. Hey, Keith That's had a note. Foley work. Boom. Foley I, have the, I have the almanac here. Okay. Wow. Well, there you go. All right. Yeah. I believe it. I don't. And that was another episode, <laughs> another episode, another occurrence <laughs> or installment, whatever you want to say, of the Munster Hunters Almanac. Keith, is it factoid? Note? Fact? Element? Uh, sheets of the week. I don't know. Fact of the week. Sheet of the week. All right. Yeah. I like it. Man. It's something. It's something or something. I don't know. I flip over that sheet on the back. Is a map, a treasure map that leads out <laughs> to the middle of the sea. Hop on the boat, put on your scuba gear because it's time for Terry to take us once again to the depths of hell. <laughs> That's right. Uh, make sure it's airtight. Uh, make the sure depths you got like of hell. A... Wow. <laughs> yep. <laughs> if, you, if you dive deep enough in the ocean, sure I think will. we all know you'll end up there somehow, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, those, yeah. Those fish down there are scary as hell, man. <laughs> Uh, that is true. That's where the I've kaiju seen... come from. Demons. Mm-hmm. I've seen the Meg. I know what's down there. Oh, I oh, read the Meg. Oh, you've seen the Meg? Yeah, the movie or the creature? Oh, well, I think they get, they brought the real Meg in as a stunt double for the CGI <laughs> Meg, so... I uh, I watched the movie, but I also read the book. There's oh. a book? Yeah, it's based off a novel. the same thing? A Megalodon? It's based... It, the movie's based off a novel. I had no idea. Who wrote yeah. the it's novel? like a trilogy or something. It's got like three or four There's books in the three series. of them? Yeah. Yeah. Written by who? Um, I don't have it sitting in front of me. Well, okay. Well, that Terry, while know. you deep dive, I'm going to Google. Okay. Uh, let's see here. No, Keith. Keith, we're on the boat. 
Already we're, under. We're, we're, we're descending. Going down. Um, and look what what, what do I see over to our uh, our, our starboard there? It's the, oh, there's the a director. Meg there's a Meg Two release. God damn dates. it, Keith! You can't let him talk. <laughs> the Meg Two. Yes, we see the Meg Two coming in hot. Yeah, I'm excited. Summer, for that summer 2023. Nice. Sorry. I'm pumped. Go ahead, man. But but just just underneath the Meg, if as it swims past, we see. Lawrence Dobkin down there. Uh, he's the director of this episode. Um, we talked. We talked about. Is he this belly guy. up? <laughs> Keith. Um, <laughs> he, he crossed off your list. Well, Keith. Keith's having an issue. Keith. Uh, so Terry, this is a good moment for you to continue the scoop. All right. <laughs> um. Yeah, so we've talked about him before. He's directed the first Monsters episode, uh, Monster Masquerade. Uh, and, he, you know, he's done some a lot of directing for TV, and he actually has done quite a bit of acting. So, you know, I've been kind of digging through, you know, deep diving through his uh, work, his di- directorial work specifically, and I found something called The Lone Star Bar and Grill. Mm. Yeah, which I was like, what is that? Is that a commercial? I don't know came out in 1983, and there wasn't a lot of info on it, as usual. Um, uh, and I kind of, yeah, I just assumed it was some sort of, like, advertisement or something. But according to IMDb, it was like a Showtime series that's based off a true story that happened in Dallas where housewives were moonlighting as sex workers out of some bar. Hmm. Um, and uh, it was apparently supposed to be a, an X-rated series, Ooh. which I... Don't know how that would even be. Like, could they show that on TV? I don't know. What uh, channel? Uh, I don't know. Just from Showtime. So okay, Showtime. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it ended up being an R-rated series instead. Um, it got good ratings, but it got canceled because like uh, there's a shift in management at Showtime, and they thought it oh. was weird. <laughs> that was at the Lone Star Bar <laughs> Grill. New manager um, came in. Yeah. Yeah. Changed the dress code. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know how true any of this is. Sometimes, you know, like I said, IMDb even asks me, like, uh, <laughs> if I feel like filling in things sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but who knows? This was just interesting, I thought. Um, it was written, this episode, by Norm Leibin and Ed Haas. Uh, you probably recognize Ooh. those names. Yeah. Oh. Um, oh. they are the main, the main men of the Munsters, I would say. They credit on every episode as they developed the series. Um, and they've written quite a few episodes as well. Um, and I was yeah. trying to look for... Oh, Are they ahead. still alive? Because I would like to write a letter to them. Uh, I, th- I think Norm Leibman might be dead. I'm not yeah. sure about Ed Haas, though. I was trying to find an obituary, because that's usually where I get a lot of information about these people, is when <laughs> I can <laughs> oh, find an Oh, and I'm the, I'm the one with the list, yeah. <laughs> Ed Haas, was, he's hard to find stuff for, though. Um, I don't know, it's really weird. Uh, but I did see he wrote... Uh, a TV movie along with uh, Norm Leibman called Mad Mad Scientist, when it starred Fred Gwynn himself. Hmm. Um, and it's about a scientist who hangs out in his basement and creates useless inventions. And his daughter oh, isn't happy. Oh. His daughter's a bat? Is that what you said? She's not happy. She's oh, mad about happy. it. Oh, she's mad. Yep, yep. So that was cool, I guess. Um, and I, I did it's, note... It started Fred Gwynn and not Al Lewis, because that seems more <laughs> of his uh, thing. Yeah, it was Fred Gwynn. Um, and so, and this is where I kind of, I went off track a little bit because I was like looking at the recommended, um, movies underneath that. And there was, uh, something called so fine. Um, 
And this, it's like a picture of like a guy, and then there's this woman that's turned around, and like she's got jeans on, but like her butt cheeks are hanging out. Mm. And I was like, this mm. is weird. Um, and it's about a guy who accidentally invents bottomless p- pants. <laughs> <laughs> and it becomes a hit sensation. Everyone loves it. <laughs> Do we know what bottomless pants are? Like just like, like uh, without think, legs, shorts, th- just th- we're jeans, about? but without like covering your butt cheeks. Like that's oh, that's all. Massless jeans. Yes. All right. And and the, according to the trailer, everyone is just blown away by these pants. They all want them. It's amazing. Uh-huh. Um, and it looks like a pretty bad movie. But um, I was curious. It's I was like, why is this? Idea, yeah, <laughs> I mean, who knows? I might be wearing them right now. You never know. Uh, but it's... <laughs> you didn't want to sit in that sticky leather chair. Exactly. Gasless yeah. pants. <laughs> exactly. Um, I was wondering why is this related to Mad Mad Scientist in any way? Because this thing came out in like the eighties. It's like twenty years after Mad Mad Scientist. Um, and I was like looking through more of the depths of IMDb, and it turns out Fred Gwynn's in that too. Mm. <laughs> He wasn't the main character, but he's kind of like a smaller part. So he's a there butt you go. Cheek. Yeah, he played one of the butt cheeks. <laughs> but it was actually tangentially related to the monsters, so that's nice. Excellent. Yeah. Um, and so now, yeah, let's talk about the guest stars a little bit. Um, once again, it's like weird how someone gets listed as a guest star and who doesn't. I decided just to kind of go off on my own again. I included somebody that wasn't included on any lists I found. Um, so we've got Mike Mazurki? 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 Mazuki? I don't Mike, I don't know how to say it. Well, but he plays Leo Knuckles Krause. Hmm. And then the person who wasn't listed, Gene Wiles, as Mrs. Cartwright. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so uh, Mike Mazurki... Uh, it has 170 acting credits on IMDb, and they go from 1934 to 1990. He was a, in a bunch of movies in the 1940s and 50s, um, and a couple of movies I recognized were Dick Tracy, and hmm. it's a mad, 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 mad world. I think I got enough mads in Sounds there. Sounds right. Um, so he was in the 90s Dick Tracy movie in a really like small, like he was like a hotel clerk or something. And then, but he was actually in the uh, old Dick Tracy movie back in 1945 too. Hmm. And he played the villainous serial killer, Splitface. Oh, Splitface. Yeah, so he was like, I guess he had a pretty big part in that. Um, and he was kind of known for those kind of roles, thuggish, tough guy people. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was born in the Ukraine, and he moved to New York as a boy. Uh, he ended up getting a bachelor's degree of arts, uh, and then he went to law school to become an attorney. He he got downgraded to old man at hotel in the <laughs> 1990 Dick Tracy. <laughs> Yep, yep, so just well, a small cameo. How he old was probably he? old, yeah. <laughs> he was pretty uh, might be oh. uh he died that year. Um yeah. uh-huh. it was the final year of his life. His yeah, movie yeah. killed him. Yeah, it was too much. He he did too much work. Um, um let's see. It's uh oh uh, where do they put put this? I was looking for when the, the movie when that movie came out. Dick Tracy? The it came out. The, it new came, it came, the new one. It came out in 1990, and, I, I, and I'm I'm thinking it came out like like short, like probably right around the same time that he died because he died in December of that year. Dang! Oh. What if they had to rush him out to the premiere? Oh no! Oh, it, it came out June 15th, 1990. He then uh, he passes away in December. Oh okay. At haunted least he got to the see the critical he, praise. Haunted by the fact that he was reduced to old man at hotel. 
Yes. Instead of instead of being split face again. <laughs> you know, oh man, re- he is in he is in one of my favorite movies of all time. Really? What does he it? is in Amazon Women on the Moon? <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of that. Is that that's a that's that a thing? Yeah, yeah. it's a um uh it is uh this it's like a bunch of different skits uh together, kind of like um mm. like Kentucky Fried movie type thing like that. Okay. Uh it's got a whole bunch of people a whole lot of people in it. I'm trying to remember who this character is. He plays Dutch. I think that's like the guy in like ever because they would keep cutting to like bits of this movie actually that they were showing called Amazon Women on the Moon. And I think he's like the guy in that. Okay. That's cool. So he's in more yeah. than just yeah another recognizable movie. That's good. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, and so he he was a, he wanted to become an attorney, uh, but he gave that up eventually because he said he could make more money as a professional wrestler instead. Oh, I like that. Um, so he did Makes that. And, yeah, and he was also a football player and basketball player as well. So there you he go. He wasn't in the wrestling episode, was he? No, no, oh. no. Which is weird because yeah. apparently he was uh, Iron Mike. Mazurki. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was awarded the Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame's New York State Award. Wow. He's an individual who made significant contributions to the sport of professional wrestling uh, in whatever home state. So his home state of New York. Mm-hmm. And also, he it was minor league football for the Westington Passaic Red Devils in New Jersey of the American Football Association. Well, there you go. Yeah, he's quite the athlete. So, yeah. Athlete, actor. Yeah, he can do it all. In the 60s, he founded the Cauliflower Alley Club, a nonprofit organization that awarded scholarships and financial assistance to retired and injured wrestlers and their families. Oh, cauliflower Mm. here. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. He was a. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So then we got uh, Jean Wiles. Uh, she has 206 acting credits on IMDb. That goes from 1942 to 1976. Uh, she did mostly small parts in movies and TV. Uh, a lot of small or un- uncredited even parts in like a, a bunch of movies from the 40s and 50s. Uh, one of the bigger movies I recognized was the original Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Nice. Um, and she was also in a movie called Masterson of Kansas. So nice. she's representing the wheat state. Oh, Is yeah. Masterson? Like the Masterson or Masterson? It's like Masterson. Yeah, okay. Masterson. So, okay. so I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm clicking through IMDb on these things. And when you, like, when you click on somebody and it gives you, you know, the basics there, but it says like see full bio and you click on it. Yep. Um, there's overview, there's mini bio, there's family. There's a thing called trademark. Uh-huh. Uh huh. His trademark, uh, who? Mike's trademark was towering height. Oh, okay. And then if I, because there was like a lot of trivia about him as well. And Gene Wiles doesn't have uh, nearly as much um, like trivia stuff included here. Uh, but if you go to trademark for her, voluptuous figure. <laughs> oh, cool. Right. So I guess it's just like what that's what I, she's known for. Yeah, because I was like, oh, somebody trademarked something. Yeah, yeah. I was reading huh. her like bio on there, and it's kind of weird. Uh, it's written like I, I guess anybody can write a bio. Like I said, I guess IMDb just lets people do whatever <clears throat> they want on there. 
It was written by Gary Brumber. Um, and yeah. it was, he, he really hyped her up. I was just going to read a few things that he said in this. Um, so Gene Wiles is best known for her roles in a number of B-movies in the 1950s and 1960s, as well as on the small screen. Lovely and curvaceous, she usually played hard-boiled gold diggers, party girls, gun malls, and saloon girls. She came off as a wily, smarter version of Barbara Nichols or Iris Adrian. And although she was versatile, she never rose to the first tier of stardom. In retrospect, she seems to have been capable of so much more than she was giving during the three-decade-plus career. I don't mean to be a brumber on this, but I will say that she was probably the acting highlight of this episode. Yeah, she was definitely mm-hmm. my favorite actor, probably. Yeah, in mm-hmm. this. I'm, I'm sorry. There's there's an amazing performance, dual role performance going on. <laughs> well, I, I agree. Then that was that was very entertaining. But brumber, not well, not brumber. Brumber, this uh, fawns over what's her Gene Wilde. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gene Will Wiles, I think is how you say. Gene Wiles, yeah. yeah. He he called her the cheesecake fixture in Hollywood. She I don't is know a cheesecake fixture. That's what I thought. I <laughs> thought he was going to call her the cheesecake factory in Hollywood. I thought that too. <laughs> I'm like, she's got a menu that's a mile long. Hubba <laughs> hubba. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that should be your new trademark on there. The cheesecake factory of Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just thought that was a weird. I didn't really understand what that meant exactly, but me neither. But I thought it. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, that's all I got for Gene Wiles and uh, Mike. All right. Man, pull the ripcord. We're a parachuting out of the skooma. Mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. how you get out of the water, right? <laughs> With a parachute. parachute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, watch out for the Meg. It's going oh, back. Watch out for back. the Meg and the oh, Meg too on the other make, side. Meg and three the floating to corpse out. of um, somebody. I can't remember who. Oh, Lawrence the director. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the bloated floating corpse. Yep. All right. So we're back up. Got the bins. My eyeballs <laughs> are budging out once again. Budging, bulging. It has been a long, long day. Entertainment tonight. All right. We're doing season one, episode nine, Knock Wood. Here comes Charlie. And knock wood is like knock on wood, right? Like, I guess, yeah. <laughs> not jinx yourself. I that's why I always I, thought of this. Yeah, I know the British say touch wood. I wonder if oh, for like good luck that, or something. Oh, yeah. I, that seems like something totally different. Uh, well, it's not uh, okay. grip and jerk wood. It's just touch wood. <laughs> Here comes Charlie. This is knock wood. Here comes Charlie. Season one, episode that's, nine. That's a really like. That's a really weird name overall for the episode like i agree yeah can you just call it here comes charlie why is yeah included at all yeah knock wood i i I don't get it although herman Um, does knock some wood in this he does yeah there yeah there is a wood knocking moment uh this one gets a whopping 7.1 out of 10 on imdb which Hmm. that's kind of low compared to the others right yeah but feels high uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just going to read the first sentence here. Herman's twin brother Charlie is visiting the family with a silly machine. Yep. The premise alone, quality. Right? That's brilliant. Yeah, I'm like oh, now, two Hermans. Nice. I I have I have I I get the premise and all, but like uh, your season, I mean your episode eight of like season one, and you're already pulling out the like twin brother role thing. <laughs> But Keith, 
you're forgetting that this is the beginning of sitcom television. Yeah. These weren't tropes yet. This is fresh. This is new. Groundbreaking. I, yeah. But I agree. It's real early <laughs> to be bringing in uh, a twin brother gag. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. But it's a gag. Hey, premise, solid. Yep, yep. And I like it. A lot of room to maneuver with this Yeah, premise. you'd think so. Yep. And this one starts like so many others. <laughs> They're around the breakfast table. Lily's cooking. Herman comes down. Lily is smart-assy about it, right? It's like, Very. Oh, his majesty decides to grace us with his presence or something <laughs> like that. Like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, like this... <laughs> So I will say, like, of, of all the cold opens, this one seems very short. Yeah. And part of it makes me feel like we missed something to where why Lily's being, you know, yeah, so know. so sassy about the whole thing, calling him, you know, you know, you know, oh, here comes his majesty, the yeah. master of the house. My, yeah. my my guess is this: it, there'll be another episode where it ends in a way that would lead into this. Who knows? Mm. Uh, I don't yeah, know. Probably it's probably out of order. It's yeah. really bizarre. Like all the characters yeah. are a bit off, right? And Herman's mad. He's grumpy. Yeah, yeah, he's like, spare me the jokes. Today is going to be one of those days. And it's and, like, all right. We don't have any reason, yeah, for him to be grumpy at all yet. Yeah, yeah he's just um, off no. to start. We get he's one later, him. but he's already mad. Yeah, it's kind of yeah, weird. Here's another piping hot breakfast. But judging by all previous breakfasts, it could be drugged. It could be, you know, <laughs> who knows? Yeah. <laughs> but something smells great, according to Grandpa. Yeah, Grandpa comes in. Oh, what smells so good? And then, see... I really think this episode isn't I don't know how to explain it. There's just it's not doesn't fit in with the rest of the episodes we've watched. So grandpa's like, what smells so good? And Herman's like, I cut myself shaving. (laughs) And then my first thought was because he's a Frankenstein's monster. But that doesn't make any sense. (laughs) No, he just cut himself. Apparently. Yeah. So he cut himself shaving. Grandpa loves the smell of blood. I did like but that. But also, he got like, very excited. But mm-hmm. also, like, even like the Frankenstein's monster is not like, nope, doesn't make sense. Alive, alive. Why would he be bleeding? Why does he need to shave? Yep. Yep. Mm. There's lots of stuff going on there. We'll just let it go. Herman's shaving. He cut himself. No marks. Maybe he's shaving his, his hairy hands, and that's why we don't no. see them. Oh, good call. <laughs> Nobody, he didn't say that. But there's a knock at the door, and Grandpa goes, front door. Like, <laughs> Somebody get it, assholes. I can't walk. I just walked in this room. I can't be expected <laughs> to leave it now. He's the closest to the door. He's standing right outside like the entrance. But And there's oh, Marilyn. He's, he's busy reading the Transylvania Gazette. Come on. Is that what it is? Yeah. yeah. But Marilyn's sitting at the breakfast table with her nightgown on. And she's like, well, I'll get it. Herman's like, "Dah, you can't. No. Mr. Wright might be at the door and you look terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but long story short, you're hideous. Stay seated. Yeah. I'll get it. Mm-hmm. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now hold on. Now, so there's one more knock at the door, and Grandpa's like, "The door." Yeah. Herman <laughs> gets up. He hits his head in the lights. It makes me feel like, like Grandpa knows what's going to happen here. Like he, like it almost, like I was re- waiting for some reveal that like Grandpa and and, and Charlie were in like some kind of like cahoots Thanks. together. Yeah, because he. Si- I just thought he was being an asshole like everybody else. Oh. Yeah, well, I guess, yeah, I guess I wasn't thinking that everyone was being an asshole to Herman that day. I was just like, man, Grandpa's really like, uh-huh, the door. Like, well, uh-huh. everyone's being an asshole. Yeah. Like, your majesty. Herman's like, 
Marilyn, you're ugly. And Grandpa's like, the door. Yeah. The door. Yeah. I think it was because he said it like the second time he said it, and it was like, you know, like, come on, go see. He gave him like a weird smirk when he walked he by. Like, that's that's I what said that's what the door, you big Frankenstein oaf. He's like, that's yeah, what, that's what made me. What that's I what said. made me think of it. Yeah. yeah. Now, yeah. what happens next? Maybe this was Grandpa's plan because Herman walks into the room and steps on a skateboard for some reason. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Very slowly, <laughs> very deliberately, that. he puts yeah. his foot down, moves his foot around, and then wipes out. Right. <laughs> Maybe Grandpa put that there. I was like, mm. that's right. He's like, yes, he's in the other room. He's like, pranked. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. He's recording that on his uh, magical television downstairs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to, to put on TikTok. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so the front door opens up. And I, I actually enjoyed this moment because it goes from the floor up. So you see spats on the shoes. You see pleated pants. There's a plaid suit coat. And then you get up to the face, and it's Herman with a top hat and a monocle. <laughs> and I'm like, hell yeah, I love it. Yeah, great entrance by this character. Yeah, and he's like, well, bless me if it isn't Herman. <laughs> he's got and a I'm British like, accent, oh, too. He's yeah. British. This has so much going on here. Uh, yeah, oh, this episode has lots of stuff going on in it. Um, but like, this is the opposite of like when we realized that he was in like World War II and probably punched Hitler. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Yeah, he probably did. I the fact that they found two identical people and made them into Frankenstein's <laughs> monsters. Yeah, is, yeah. Is he in the war? But but not as not as cool to me as as the other. You know, as Herman being in in the army and stuff like that. Plus, uh, I, and I guess maybe it wasn't a thing yet, but uh, he's supposed to be the the bad twin. There's no goatee. Oh, that's true. This is mm. pre Star Trek. Mm-hmm. But Herman. Looking up, says, oh, no, Charlie, I knew it was going to be one of those days. <laughs> and then the banger comes in, oh, yeah. as always. Still hot, still fresh. Yeah, mm-hmm. love it. Every time, I'm jamming. We come back. The family is all in the parlor. The family, except for Herman. Charlie's there, though. And Charlie has his hat off, and he's got awesome hair. It, I I wrote crazy Rex Manning here, yeah. like <laughs> oh yeah, nice mm-hmm. yeah, like oh it's very slicked back and mm-hmm. pompadourish. I love it. Very classy. It's so weird to see uh, Fred Gwynn like acting like this in a Frankenstein. You know, like just like the British version of Herman was really just taking me back. I was like, what is this? This is so strange. <laughs> There's something the about it like that this. was enjoyable. Yes, I, I wish like... they would have done more, but. <laughs> I wish I had a, I wish I had a jacket like that. that oh, sweet. the plaid jacket was pretty dope. I liked that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a that's a look I could pull off. Is not not a, a plaid monocle, jacket, but a yes, yeah, top bowler hat. Yep. Yeah, that I could pull off. So the family's all there. Charlie's there. No Herman, and then he's got the crazy Rex Manning hair, and Lily has to explain what's going on. Oh, it's Herman's twin brother. Oh, Charlie, it's good to see. Like we couldn't have, we couldn't have <laughs> put that together ourselves. And they could just said, uh, "Oh, it's good to see you, Herman's brother." They had to throw the twin in there, like we couldn't tell. <laughs> Wait, yeah, are these two Frankenstein monsters related? Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow, they're identical. And this, that, well, we'll get to that. Charlie tells Lily, people, he's like, oh, it's so good to see you. And he's like, look at your face. Charlie, people would die for your complexion. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Because she's, she's dead. a vampire. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then she te- he tells Eddie, and I didn't get this one. He's like, oh, it's, I haven't seen you since you were 
and he puts his hand like above his head, like they were this tall. Is that so, like a werewolf? Like he was like an actual like werewolf transformed or something? Is that maybe what that's he's like saying? a Benjamin Button? <laughs> Is he getting younger? Oh yeah. my god, he's really seventy. <laughs> and he was taller know. than Herman. <laughs> oh my god! At one point, yeah, yeah, I did. I really didn't understand that line at all. Yeah, I don't know. And then here comes the dick move again. And Marilyn, don't you look a uh, pretty, uh, pretty, uh, <laughs> house school? <laughs> like, like, oh, come on. She's like, just fine, Uncle Charlie. And then Charlie has a gift for everyone. And Grandpa is pumped, isn't he? He's like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, Grandpa loves Charlie, and I love yeah, that does. Grandpa is like obsessed with Charlie. I think and that's hates just Herman. so weird. Yeah, he doesn't really I, hate Herman, but he does in this episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's weird. I think I think we know which brother he was hoping that Lily would have uh, hooked up with. That's I guess so. Yeah. So he gives Eddie a, a bat in the box, which is really just a jack at the box with a bat. Yeah. Oh boy! Thanks, Uncle Charlie. Very exciting. And he gives Lily a big piece of cloth. And she's like, a new shroud. A girl to never have enough of these. Uh, yep. Yeah. He gives. I enjoyed this. He gave Marilyn a toad. <laughs> yes. Yep. Greatest thing in the world for wards. That's it's a so toad. Weird. I love it. It's just it's like <laughs> awesome. It just feels and like a, I, such a, like a, I don't know what she wants. I'll just find a frog mm-hmm. and give it to Everybody her. Everybody likes toads. But like, yeah. then she, she picks it up and kind of like, she's almost like rubbing it up by her face mm-hmm. a little bit and everything she like that. I'm it, like, yeah. oh, yeah. And then grandpa's feeling left out because he does so often. And he's just, <clears throat> what was he, chopped liver? Yeah, pretty oh. much. I'll turn into it. <laughs> he could be. And he's like, don't you worry, grandpa. Old Charlie hasn't forgotten about you. And he gives him a coffin full of cigars. Not like a man-sized <laughs> coffin, but like a hand coffin. Mm-hmm. Well, then what's uh, the best part of it? Uh, you can put a place for the ashes, the box. Mm-hmm. And Grandpa thinks that's hilarious. He like yeah. This is the first time one of the characters in the show is like, cracked up at like one of their weird, like, yeah. evil, not evil, but you know, like opposite joke, weird, dark things. That's yeah, just, Grandpa, Grandpa loves, loves that. Well, I mean, I guess I was thinking because not only just the ashes from the cigar, but like, his if they ever, if yeah, dying. if they ever burn him down at, at all, then they could <laughs> burn him down, burn him alive. <laughs> they cremate him, box. they could just put it all right there in a nice little coffin. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's how I thoughtful so of, yeah, of very uh, thoughtful. Charlie. Uh, the toad was still the best part. But he's like, where's Herman? He can't still be nursing a grudge against his, his own twin brother. So now we have this, right? We have the twin Huge brother. Huge backstory. Arriving. We have there's a grudge. What's the grudge? Not sure. Never told. Uh, so there's a grudge. And Layla's like, oh, of course not. He loves you. And the Hermit's in the room, like on the top of the stairs or something like that, right? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and, he's, and he's like, no, I won't. You know, it's like, uh, Hermit's yeah. like, mm, you can't make me love my brother. <laughs> he's all upset. And then it's, what's in the other suitcase, Charlie? This other suitcase of yours. Because he came with two suitcases. And none I, thought of them that have be, I thought that was going to be. I thought it was going to be a present for Herman because. Oh no, he didn't bring anything for Herman. He's no, like, he's like fuck that dope. <laughs> <laughs> then we won't even come to the door. What if he did have something for Herman because Herman didn't come out? He's like, man, I'll just yeah. keep it. It's probably that monocle or that hat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this hair gel. Mm. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, my grooming tips. <clears throat> Uh, so what's in their suitcase? 
and everyone is very intrigued. And Grandpa says he's a bit. Uh, uh, well, I'm sorry. Uh, so everyone's intrigued, right? What's in this suitcase? And and then he goes, "Why, it's a little invention that is going to make your Uncle Charlie a million dollars." And we're like, "Another <laughs> invention? It's only <laughs> nine episodes, and there's been like twenty five inventions." Yeah. <laughs> So always an invention going on in this household. And, and it's crazy. It's another invention that'll make them rich. Mm-hmm. Very specifically, too. I think, like, I think Grandpa's the enlarging ray would make them a million dollars. Also, yes. Yeah, He's, they're very specific with it. Now everyone's intrigued, right? Because there's an invention, another invention. An invention. We don't ever have inventions. Why? Just two episodes ago, they're with a robot. But yeah. let's not talk about that. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Open it up, Charlie. What's in the box? What's in the box? He opens it up, and it's a Herman's thing. Gwyneth, Pal- Gwyneth Paltrow's head. It's a thing, like just like Gwyneth Paltrow's head. Light bulbs sticking out of it. Looks like it makes a lot of noise. Everyone's intrigued. Charlie is delighted to show this thing up, and there it is. And he mm-hmm. says it extra- extracts uranium from seawater. <laughs> Very specific use. Such Very a specific. weird. Yes. <laughs> but they're all like, like a million. So yeah. But they're stoked. Uranium? Yeah. What? <laughs> the cancer causing radioactive yeah. agent that could kill us all? Oh, yes. boy. What a terrific day this is. From from seawater? Do like they sea. live near the sea? It'll be, worth its, It'll be worth its weight in gold. It, yeah. Like uranium. Oh, that's worth its weight in gold. Maryland, though, not buying it. She is a skeptic from the start. I like that. Mm-hmm, Charlie's like, well, I'm going to demonstrate. Watch this. He turns it on. Light bulbs are flashing. He pulls out a little bottle that says Atlantic Ocean on it. Mm. <laughs> he so pours you know it's it from in. The ocean. Yeah. He's like, this water holds 0.4 grams of uranium or something like that, which feels like a lot for a small amount of water. Yeah. But is Herman's really that room. much in the ocean? What's that? So is there really that much in the ocean? Just imagine if there's that much in that little vial. Like I know. I wouldn't I'm never we shouldn't be scumaing anymore if that's no. the case. I'm just saying Yeah. Mm. Well with scuma and ha- <laughs> Matt has has Matt suits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Herman's in the room, he's like, Whoa? He's like, hmm, maybe Charlie's onto something here. And it does this thing, it makes all this noise, and it stops making noise. And then he opens up a drawer and he pulls out this powder. And there was like, is that really uranium? There's only one way to find out. Grandpa says he'll go get his Geiger counter, mm-hmm. which every good inventor has. Charlie's like, I got my own. That's the ticket. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. He doesn't want to get fun, but no, he's got his own Geiger counter. He puts up there, it clicks, and everyone's happy. Like, yes, a little drawer <laughs> full of radioactive powder. Yep. So many uses for this thing. Yeah, yeah. he didn't want to get Grampus because it was probably like what post-war surplus. Yeah, yeah, it was war oh, surplus. Yeah. Got your counter. Mm-hmm. You don't want one of those pieces, or it no. came from somebody's brother-in-law or something like that. Piece of junk. <laughs> Grandpa pumped. Uranium's expensive. Worth its weight in gold. Which I like. That got a laugh, but I mean, like, all right. I mean, <laughs> that's. <laughs> I, yeah, it, it makes as much sense as it's worth its weight in uranium. I mean, they're both expensive things. Uh, One leads to time travel, though, right? Uranium. 
Mm, yeah. yeah. 1.21 gigawatts of, well, it's plutonium. Damn it. Yeah. Oh, shoot. Yeah, you're right. But that's yeah. radioactive, too. I'm sure if, yeah, we'll get there. There's probably some plutonium in the ocean, too. If we just <laughs> Tons of it. Dig it up. <laughs> and the, but Charlie's like, well, you know, I've, I've shown enough. It's late. I need to find a hotel. <laughs> Tell Herman hello and hope he's, it feels like he's avoiding me, right? And Herman's, darn right I am. <laughs> Lily's like, no, 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 stay with us. You can't, we can't have Herman's twin. He's his only living relative, which I was That's like, because good. he's a Frankenstein's yep. monster. But then I was like, but they're not alive, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, Frankenstein's monster? Yeah. It, I don't Are know. They? Yeah. It's because well, this is just like, it's alive. Like, that's yeah, the thing. That's so true. maybe. Now, if he said, what if you're Herman's only relative made up of other <laughs> living beings? Right? Yeah. I don't know. I, I want to, like, so obviously, you know, the heads are the same. Mm hmm. Um, the brains inside of them aren't aren't the same because because one is one is uh, uh British and the other one is you know speaks uh, normal English. Mm, sure. Uh, but like normal English. Well, normal. Like, uh, American American English. The other one is British. <laughs> what like? And no, Derek, I wasn't going dirty. Yet, but like, what are, like how much of like of the rest of the body parts are similar? Are they the exact like? Is this the episode that the babysitter breaks? <laughs> hey. uh, only find out. What, oh, oh man! Oh, it would be she, a. Uh, it, it's a, it's a technicality. JCC's Charlie. Yes, and you only know because his wing has monocle on it. Um, <laughs> and it also speaks in a British accent. It does. Good day. <laughs> so, I was like, "Well, if you insist, I stay around. I will." Eddie, come along. We're going to dig up a snack first. And he's like, hell yeah. And they leave. And then Herman comes in. But not before everybody shit talks him. Because <laughs> uh, Grandpa's <laughs> like, well, it's clear to see you got all the personality in that family. And Herman's yeah. <clears throat> I was like, oh, Herman, you are here. And he wants <laughs> Charlie and his phony uranium making machine out of the house. Mm -hmm. And Lily is pissed, right? Yeah. How can you talk about your own flesh and blood like that? And I'm like, because he's a Frankenstein monster. But it wasn't one of those jokes. I was just like, it's just a flesh and blood joke. I, now, okay, back to my other thing. Though. So, one, how, how can you talk about flesh and blood? One, outside of the head, that might be the only two things that are there. These two, like the two brains are probably not related. Mm, mm, don't know. Yeah. A very loose twin brother here. Is, is it like a clone? I mean, it looks just is like it, it. Yeah. Yeah. What if they split Herman in half, like bicep oh, from top to bottom, and then just grew back? Two Hermans grew out. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And they, they shipped one off to boarding school, <laughs> and it came back Charlie. No one can ever discover this. And yeah, they sent them the other one away. Yeah. But what if they both fought in the war? One for the British, oh. one for the Americans, both the Allies versus the Axis. See, that's brilliant. Yeah. Right like... hand man to Winston Churchill. <laughs> He's like doing some con tricks, yeah, to get in the, yeah. in the lines and stuff. That mm, there's something there. He's got blonde hair. He can pretend <laughs> he's uh, the Uber <laughs> <bitch>. <laughs> Hmm. Yeah. We don't know what side he was on, I guess. That is I true. Don't know. Anyway, Herman wants Charlie out. Lily's like, you can't do that. He's flesh and blood. 
And Herman has known him longer. Trust me, Lily, he's a scoundrel and a car artist from way back. Why, the doctor that put it together didn't have an honest bone in his whole laboratory. <laughs> so I like that line. <laughs> that says yeah. that they're twin brothers manufactured by two separate mad scientists. And that also oh. goes because I we I think we didn't we believe for a while that that Grandpa made Herman for Lily. But clearly he hasn't, because Grandpa's like, well, he got all the the, the the personality. Yeah, this is strange. Like, yeah, I don't know if this is like, or maybe that's just a dig at Grandpa. No, I don't want to sound like monsterist or whatever, but like, I don't know, maybe like all Frankenstein monsters are like related <laughs> in oh, some way. No. And- <laughs> oh, they're all, they're all really good. Do you know Charlie? Oh, yeah. because he's a Frankenstein's yeah. monster. You think I just know Charlie because? Of... Well, actually, he's my ten, twin brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, coincidentally, yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe I don't know. Um, but whatever this, whatever scientist built Charlie, not an honest bone in the whole laboratory. Nope. Now the scientist that built Herman. If it was Grandpa, I'm not sure how many honest bones he has either. No, none. And Grandpa tells Herman, you're just jealous. Uh, and, and he says, he's like a fresh, a breath of fresh dirt. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, all right. <laughs> it makes no sense, but I kind of dig that line. Yeah, yeah. That's but fun. Marilyn, he's on board. She's on board with Herman. Mm-hmm. She's like, yeah, there's something that's not right. And Herman's like, thank you, Marilyn. And uh, and then he tries to explain to Lily that he's only here. And here's where the story gets even more convoluted. He's only here because Lily got $5,000 from the last time her grandmother died. And he's here <laughs> to cheat her out of it with that phony uranium machine. The cold open could have been Lily getting five grand. Mm, that'd have been good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Charlie's showing up at the end of the cold open, just like he did. And they're like, why are you here? Mm-hmm, I smell checks. Uh, Checks mix. Mix, Yep. And Grandpa is not happy with Herman's allegations. And he says he's going to check the machine and prove Herman wrong. So he grabs that machine and runs off. Lily insists that Charlie stays. Herman is pissed, but he's like, fine. I've always said he's the white sheep in this family. (laughs) (laughs) When will people listen? Believe me, when? And then the Raven clock. Nevermore. Nevermore. Yeah. <laughs> hey, there's a good accent. That's a good impression. I just yeah, Keith, Keith. You do the Raven clock like a great, chip. great. That's what I do the best. It's a stupid one line clock. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't bad. That's for some place to start. No. Oh, yeah. Work on practicing two o'clock, and then when the time comes, you'll know. All right. Cue me up when you're ready. <laughs> so the, the next day, Marilyn is on the phone, and it's for Charlie, and she's like, "It says it's very important." And Charlie's like, oh, you can't figure out who it could be because he told his secretary, don't tell anyone where I am. Uh-huh. Hey, Charlie, it's Leo Krauss. And he's in, he's like a mobster, but he's in a bank? Where is he? Yeah. Uh, like a, I, I, thought I, he was I like had a, a vibe of like a, like, um, not like a, like a Wall Street stocking, but like, like a boiler you know, room. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like one of those places, yeah. Yeah, they're selling penny stocks or something. Mm, that could be, yeah. It's the Wolf of Wall Street. It's yeah, like a collection. And, 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 and the Werewolf of Wall Street. Mm. It's the Monsters. Mm, that's a good spinoff. Mm. It's Leo Krauss. Charlie's like, <clears throat> and Leo's, where's that thousand bucks I put up for that phony machine? 
So, like, Leo Krauss is in this looks like place of business, giving out. Mm -hmm. He's a loan shark, I guess. Yeah, that's probably yeah. yeah, Mm -hmm. But like loan sharks, I can't imagine have like a shop that says like loan sharks out front. (laughs) That's what it felt like. Yeah, I don't know what this man is. Is yeah, because it kind of he, he feels shady, you know. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's in like a, a legit looking place. So, but they all look shady. <laughs> like <laughs> it's true. a it's a room full of shade. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about the monsters. Yeah, no, yeah, that uh, too. They yeah. look shady as well. <laughs> so, I guess am I under the? Are you guys under the impression that Charlie like goes around conning people, or is he just like come around con- conning the monsters? Because he looks just like Herman. Is he like scare people? Like he's uh, gotta. So like no so, with that with that beautiful gorgeous hair no nobody's scared of that. <laughs> well, it, he's got a very pleasant demeanor too, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So maybe he's he can smooth talk us way to this place. The only nicer thing was to be if he had a Canadian accent, people would immediately just be like, "Oh, you're so nice." Yes. Anyway, Krause has given Charlie twenty four hours to pay that thousand bucks back, or your head is bro- head gets broken, and he's like, "Oh, it's my head broken. I mean, my head broker." <laughs> Okay, Marilyn rolls her eyes. Lily looks on with a smile. I don't even know when she walked to the room, but there she is. (laughs) She's here, yeah. And then then he does this, the whole, well, thank you so much for the advice, Mr. Krause. I don't think it's going to be too difficult to arrange. And then he's like, well, no one's that stupid. He's like, well, I'm going to sell it for $5,000 to my favorite sister-in-law. Like, okay. It's a great invention. I know it's super cheap, but I can. It's it's uh, for my favorite sister-in-law. Uh, Marilyn's not buying it. Lily is. Great. Mm-hmm. So now we cut to Lily counting money. She's got like a handful of dollars and some coins. So don't know how that adds up to five grand, but gold it does. Gold coins, probably. Gold <laughs> coins. Did you say bitcoins? Gold coins. Oh, Bitcoin. no. <laughs> They're gold coins. Bitcoins, it could have been 5,000 by the time they got it. It could have been down to 1,000 and back up to 10. I mean, who knows? Who knows? But she's counting money, and she's like, well, why not? Charlie says his partner gave him special permission. Like, Herman's still not having it. He's like, nope. And he doesn't want Lily to become another sucker in the ocean where all the uranium is at. It's like, there's there's plenty of uranium in the ocean, so are a lot of suckers. Like, all right. Lily insists that that Grandpa... Oh, Lillian says that, that grandma gave her the money, right? This is my cash. You can't do anything about it. Herman says that if she were alive, she'd be rolling over in her grave. Okay. Good, good, good. <laughs> and Herman's going to make sure the money stays in the safe, wall safe. It's going to be stay safe there until Charlie gets up. He goes over, he lifts up the picture, and he's like, what's that combination? Two turns to the left, right to 14, back to six. And you're like, well, maybe he's got it. Cut to Grandpa. He's in the basement with Eddie and Marilyn. Those three are always in the basement, it feels like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Almost yeah. as much as they're at the breakfast table. So they're in the basement. And Herman, uh, Grandpa wants to prove how be- how wrong Herman is. Right? Let's get right. Let's I've got to prove Herman wrong. Because nothing makes him happier. <laughs> <laughs> and he loves Charlie. Uh-huh. He loves Charlie. Hates Herman. Prove Herman wrong. He runs the device, it finishes, he pulls out the tray, gets the Geiger counter to test, nothing. But then he holds over his watch, and it clicks. And I believe, like, <laughs> watches used to have uranium in them, if I'm not mistaken. What? Really? Be- I think. 
because they decay at the uranium decays at a very reliable pace. Oh, interesting. And okay. so I think could be wrong, or maybe Grandpa's just got a bunch of uranium in his wrist. <laughs> Possible as well. Uh, and then he's like, maybe I used the wrong ocean. Okay. Uh, so Marilyn goes, this is just sand. Uh, which kind of <laughs> blew my mind a little bit. Uh, and then so Grandpa's like, well, sand, that means one thing. I broke Uncle Charlie's machine. <laughs> I <Yeah>. like that. <laughs> and Marilyn you know, rolls her Marilyn, eyes. Marilyn, Marilyn and Eddie look at him like, yep, Grandpa's on to it. Yep, he's now knows that this is a fraud. Eh, yeah. nope. <laughs> I <laughs> broke the machine. Grandpa's so willing to turn a blind eye to Charlie because it's just like he just loves Charlie so much he can't like not believe yeah. in him. It's so funny to me that because all these other like, you know, outside interlopers that come into the, the house. Grandpa's always like, no, the they skeptic. can't do that. Yeah, he's just very suspicious. Mm-hmm. But Charlie, no, he loves this guy. Yeah. Maybe it's because he looks like Herman. He's a monster. So he trusts him. Yeah. Mm, that could be. Yeah. Oh, you might be onto something with that. Yeah, yeah. Very approachable face. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so Marilyn's disappointed. Then we cut to Lily sleeping, and this is my favorite moment of the entire episode. Herman is still trying to open the wall safe. It's been hours. He does not yep. know the combination. <laughs> I genuinely enjoyed this gag. Like, well, funny. this is well constructed. Very good. Mm-hmm. Very good. Uh, Norm and Ed. Yep, you did it. Well done. Yeah, you yeah. cracked the code. <laughs> yeah, her, but unfortunately, Herman has not. Grandpa, still in the basement with the machine. And he goes, ah, like he just did it. And he's very disappointed because it's only gold again. <laughs> he he extracted gold out of ocean water. Somehow. He's well, upset. We... It's not yeah. uranium, but uranium is worth its weight in gold. Either so way, Grandpa's an alchemist. He just he can turn anything into anything else, yes. is what it sounds like. He dumps it out, and there's a giant pile of gold <laughs> dust. Uh, by the way, with all of his other powers, couldn't Grandpa just like snap his fingers and boom, get all the water and leave just the uranium? I mean, it You'd seems like pretty he can make the uranium float do. out of the water. Like, ooh. yeah, well, only if it's in pancake form. Yeah, or card, or yeah, various other checkers. So then we cut back. Lily is brushing her hair again, and she's brushing her hair, and Herman is still trying to open the safe. And then finally it opens. And he goes, and presto, it's been like nine hours. <laughs> it's like, voila. He says, uh, let's see Charlie get his hands on it now. He slams it shut, and the door falls off. Which <laughs> the, the, the safe in the wall, good gags. I enjoyed them. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Yeah. Yep. So now we, we're at the dinner table. Lily's putting down a giant flat loaf of bread. Weird? That was really weird. They really focus on that giant loaf yeah, of bread. Yeah, I too. thought it was going to mm-hmm. do something. It did nothing. It didn't get cut. It's just a big <laughs> loaf of bread. So she tells Charlie the answer is still no. Lily's, I talked to Herman. I, I talked to him until he's pink in the face. Wow. Mm-hmm. And then Charlie says... Uh, you know, I, it's five thousand dollars. It was just a favor to my associates or from my associates. I got a, you know, this thing's worth billions at least. And uh, so Grandpa is still thinking he broke the machine. He's like, I gotta get out of here. Peace, smoke <laughs> yeah. gone. Lily is like, oh, it's ash everywhere. <laughs> okay, <laughs> he heats up Charlie's teeth thing, 
jigger smoky drink mm-hmm. and says amount of sugar. But I'll go to Mrs. Cartwright, new character, for some. Uh, it wasn't Mrs. Cribbins, and it wasn't nope. um, Tiger the Mailman. We have mm. now we have Mrs. Cartwright. A new neighbor, yeah. 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 But the, the barbed wire fence, though, is still going to be there. So she apparently just bought the house from <laughs> yeah. Mrs. Cribbins. Maybe or, Mrs. Cribbins moved in with the mailman. Or what if everybody just puts barbed wire fence up around the Munsters? <laughs> anyway, Maybe the Munsters installed it around their house. Yeah. Like scary things. Out. Yeah. Don't need people stealing our weeds. Charlie exactly. is intrigued. Uh, and But Lily is like, well, Mrs. Cartwright, she likes Herman because he helps around the house. But she is a bit ex- uh, eccentric ever since her husband died. Charlie's excited. Mm. Ooh, a well-provided widow, right? It's like, <laughs> it's like, ooh, uh, yeah. a lonely housewife with lots of money. He's in. He's into it. Mm-hmm. So Charlie offers to go get the sugar. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go get it. I'll get it. I'll pop right over, and I may pick up enough sugar for both of us. <laughs> oh my! And Lily's. Doesn't think anything of that line at all. <laughs> nope. Flies right over her head. It's like, all right. He's going to go nail the neighbor. That's, mm. uh, I'm assuming that's what she thought. <laughs> it's like, well, Charlie's a, a man of many parts, and he has urges. Mm. Uh, well, well. See? Because he's a Frankenstein's monster. Mm, which there good. were no Frankenstein's monster jokes. Anyway. Charlie knocks at the door. Miss Cartwright's there. She says, come in. And she's very startled. But then realizes it's just Mr. Munster. But she's still, like, just unsettled. <laughs> like, <laughs> she's come to accept the fact that he is a Frankenstein's monster. However, yes. it is never any less disturbing than the first time, every time she sees him. This is this lingering well, sense but of is, dread. Is she also, like, shocked because he's not wearing the same outfit he always does? Oh, no, I can still, She mentions it, but it doesn't, like bother her or anything because you know she tells him to come in it's like oh it's just you and then she says oh don't you look grand what have you done with yourself <clears throat> and he's like what and then he, then he realizes he's going to play into this he, oh I just invested it in a new invention and it's doing rather well who the fuck does this <laughs> who does this was this a thing in the 60s uh, people just walk around with inventions you want to invest in this thing what does it do hell if i know but it's got lights it makes noises I'm like, okay, i mean in know. the 60s basically any small thing you could come up with was like a big new thing potentially something groundbreaking right yeah now mm-hmm. it takes a lot more to impress all of us yeah tell me you can get the uranium out of water i'm in <laughs> <laughs> but everybody's just so easily duped i guess yeah. it's like Hey, Look in the in the in the in what the late eighties early nineties we had slap chop so I mean come on it's it's been going on forever. Hey, if I could have invested in slap chop, I would have. <laughs> what a slap chop! Check out my uh, nuts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, remember the sham wow guy? Yeah, yeah. He had another thing that he sh- was a shill for was a slap chop, which was this like little mincing chopping mechanism thing that he kind of slapped down. And it would like yeah. chop things. Oh, it didn't work very well, but I bet but it, it had, sold a shit ton. It, it had a it had um like an auto tuned yes type music thing that would go slap chop slap yep. chop. <laughs> now it's not time. Sounds sound, very f- f- uh, similar to pop up film cast. <laughs> similar. That's but where I got my inspiration. Maybe not yeah. as choppy. 
Anyway, nice. she's like, oh, look at you, sly dog, holding out on me. She's pissed that she didn't get a taste of this. She's like, you're my neighbor. Why didn't you come over with this invention I could have invested in? She <laughs> wants a piece. And she he's like, is, call me Herman. Well, I think she wants a piece of Herman. I think she's, yeah. she's, she's got, got an eye for Herman. And, she got kind of horny mm-hmm. there for a minute. Yeah. Maybe it's yeah. the idea of some more cash. Maybe it's an invention. She like she loves science. I don't know. Maybe yeah. She seems to repulse for a second, but yeah, suddenly she's kind of changing yeah. her tune a little bit. Well, I mean, he is himself an invention, right? <laughs> That's a good point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but she doesn't like him as an invention. She finds him uh, horrific. <laughs> uh, but I mean, th- that look when he comes in. And then, like, her trying to calm herself yeah. was very well done. <laughs> yeah. I was like, boy, I like this person. She's, she's good. She is probably my favorite part about this episode. Yeah. yeah I really liked her. She's funny. Mm-hmm. So, why oh, we go look at? Oh, we come back. Charlie's on the phone. That's right. I got five grand. Call off your goons. Get them out of here. Uh, what's his name? Kraus? Knuckles. Knuckles. Nickname. Oh, but he's calling yeah. them Knuckles now, which I thought was weird, right? He did on the phone the first time when Marilyn was sitting there. He's like, "Oh, uh, hello, Knuckles," and like whispered to him. And then oh, I thought he called Lily Krause. came over. Yeah. Anyway, he's explaining it's some old bitty named Cartwright. And I just got <laughs> jumped down quick before my brother finds out. By the way, she doesn't seem that old. She's definitely no. not bitty. She's no. probably younger than me, uh, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> and then so Knuckles, aka Kraus. Says, hey, Charlie, don't do anything cute or your frame will float. I'm like, oh, that's a, <laughs> that's a clever way to say you. Yeah. I'll kill you. <laughs> your frame will float. And that my now, my initial thought was a picture frame, and then I realized it's not what he meant. Mm, yeah. So it's, Charlie yeah. grabs the invention and leaves. So he didn't... S- see, this is where I was really... I didn't know. He's got five grand. But he still got the invention. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. And he leaves. He has it. And as I'm saying this now, I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. Wait. Anyway, he grabs he, his invention and leaves. Didn't he give it mm, to Mrs. Carter? Yeah, no. Yeah, he, he doesn't have it when he's leaving. He grabs he, his suitcase and his oh, money, but he oh, doesn't maybe have the that's invention. What he, but maybe that's I wrote. I wrote yeah. that invention, but it might have been a suitcase. Because isn't that when uh, Grandpa comes out and he's like, oh, don't tell me you're leaving already. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, he's yeah. Like, don't worry. I already gave it away. Yeah, Back that's not our forth. problem. Yeah. I wrote down invention, but it must 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 supposed to be in suitcase. Anyway, Herman is pissed. Charlie sold the invention to Mrs. Cartwright, and uh, Lily's like, I was just talking to her through the barbed wire fence. She's floating on air, just like Lily in episode <laughs> one. Oh yeah, callback. And then she's like, she'll make the fortune we missed. And Herman says, like, that machine is phony. Oh, I love this part. <laughs> I sent Maryland downtown to the National Chemical Institute. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Makes sense. And she says that, yeah, seawater's full of uranium, but there's no way to extract it. And Lily is pissed. What do we do now? The whole thing was a scam. Like, could they just have called the <laughs> yeah. National Chemical Institute anytime prior to this moment and said, hey, is there a way to get uranium out of seawater? <laughs> you know? Well, um, I don't know. Why well, said Maryland? But they did. So Herman's like, well, we're going to have to buy this thing back. 
and Lilith's mad because that was Grandma's legacy. Herman's like, well, the monster, the good name of the monsters is more important. Lily needs to be more careful because next time Grandma dies, she might leave her money to someone else. Mm-hmm. So what is Grandma? Is she I don't know. Also a vampire? Well, no, she was a, a behemoth of a woman a few episodes oh, ago that's right. with a girdle. Hmm. Maybe it's a different Grandma. I don't know. Yeah, there's like forty of them or something. Well, yeah, because that was that that was Grandpa's wife. So like, if she passed away, would she have left it to Grandpa instead? But I mean, they do set you up for that a couple times when. Like they say, the last I or you know, last time she died, like earlier as well, or the or the way they yep. phrased it made you believe that yeah, not yeah, yeah, she's gonna show up here again. From the latest time that she died, she left her five thousand mm-hmm. dollars, which is a nice chunk of change, which is about like if you multiply by seven, is what we got right thirty five hundred thirty five thousand, good amount of money. Yeah, Herman is convinced he's got to buy the device back, so he goes to safe. He tries to get it. He's like, oh, I can't. He's going to kick Charlie out of here. Every lock, stock, and monocle. Okay. <laughs> Herman can't remember the combination, so he just punches to the wall yes. and gets the money, <laughs> which any Frankenstein monster could do. That's a good Charlie. point. Charlie could have just broken it and taken it. Yeah. Yep. And and the door fell off previously, so it's not the integrity Herman is at Mrs. Cartwright's and Herman doesn't want her to get stuck with that machine. He can't get stuck with it. Let me buy it back from you. And she wants to know why he sold it to her if it's worthless. He's like, that wasn't me. That was my brother. And I love this part. I love, 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 love this part. Oh, no, 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 no. There couldn't possibly two like you. Yeah. She, her... Her inability inability to grasp the concept of Herman is the <laughs> highlight of this episode. It's kind of what we were asking earlier. No, no, yep. there can't be two of these guys. No, yeah. There's, no, there's yeah. not. <laughs> that just the thought is is making my brain melt. No, 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 no. But Herman assures her, but that's that's a conversation for a different time. I'll talk about it later. But I'll give you the five thousand back. And then she's like Nah, fifty five hundred, please. <laughs> she's up selling him, yeah. Yeah, she's a poor, defenseless <laughs> widow. She needs to make a profit. That's the democratic way. Yep. Herman gives her a look. Hmm. <laughs> so now Charlie's trying to sneak out. Grandpa is like, "You're not leaving without saying goodbye, are you?" And Grandpa thinks Charlie is mad because Grandpa broke the machine. Charlie's like, don't worry about it. I sold it to Mrs. Cartwright. And he's like, well, she'll be happy because I fixed it. Uh, but it still got needs a few more adjustments. And Charlie just keeps on going. It's like, Can you let Grandpa know. Just forget about the machine. Don't worry about it. Charlie gets to the door. And then that's when we get the, what'd you say? You know, turns around. Uh, fix the machine. Whoop. Bowler hat flies off in the sky. Mm. Well, steam comes out of his ears. Nothing that fun. Uh, what do you mean fixed it? And Grandpa shows him a box of uranium he made with a machine. Look at all this uranium I have. He could have showed him all the gold. Like this, this shit cranked yeah. out 700 pounds of gold. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that's a, I'd rather have that than the uranium. Yeah. yeah. Less deadly. Um, mm-hmm. And he's like, that's uranium? And then, then he says, it ain't bad feathers. <laughs> and then they both giggle 
<laughs> and it holds it. on him for way mm-hmm. too long. Yeah, Grandpa's like like doing something weird with the There's uranium. Some... He's like licking it or rubbing it. <laughs> okay, so I I expected him to do like one of those like I expected Grandpa to like you know kind of like you know uh, you know, put his finger to his tongue for a second, put the uranium, then like rub it on his teeth a bit or something like you know like oh, um like it's coke. like cocaine yeah, yeah like cocaine and be like yep yep mm-hmm, that's uranium. Like some kind of like official, like instead of like the Geiger yeah. counter type thing, he just he he just goes, yep, yep, that's what that's what it is. They just sat there and stared at one another for way too long. <laughs> but they're in love. They are in love. What Grandpa loves Charlie. Yeah, doesn't yeah. he? He does. Hmm. Maybe that, that's what this episode should have been called. Grandpa loves Charlie. Hmm. Knock on wood. Not Grandpa wood. loves Charlie. Yeah, knock wood. <laughs> Grandpa loves Charlie. So Charlie is back at Mrs. Cartwright's and she answers the door and she's freaked out again, but not the same way. And Charlie says, like, I don't want that machine. And she's like, she's like, I know I, I'll give you all the money. Here it is. All $5,000. And she's like, I, you already bought it back from me. Uh, you gave me the money back and you took the machine. What are you talking about? And Charlie's like, What? When did I do that? Just before you changed your clothes. Mm -hmm. I didn't change my clothes. He's just as dumb as Herman, just not likable. (laughs) That's all. Yeah, he's, uh, yeah, he he doesn't put two and two together, like what happened. Yeah. No. And she, and he goes, Oh, that was my twin. And she still refuses to believe this. (laughs) Yes. There can't be two like you. No, now she, I think, now I think she, she, I think she's pretty sure, like, oh, yeah, he came back over dressed this way <laughs> just to prove that's the twin. And she's like, I'm still not buying that. Yeah. You, yeah. This is a very elaborate ruse. And so Charlie is like, wait, was he about this tall and looked like me? And it's like, that'll explain it. It was my twin brother. <laughs> Who the hell else could it have yeah. possibly been? Was it nine foot with? Green with red eyes. Red uh, eyes and hairy ass hands. <laughs> was that him? Because that wasn't me. It's my twin brother. So Lily wants to know what they're going to do with this machine now that they own it. And Herman says, I'm going to smash it into 5,500 pieces. <laughs> One for each dollar that he's spent. I love that. <laughs> so Herman has got it over his head. He's ready to smash that down. Charlie comes in. No, 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 no. Don't do that. No, no. And Herman's like, well, why not? It's mine. I paid for it. At least I'll get the pleasure of smashing it. <laughs> He's mad. And then yep. Charlie says something to the effect of, well, you know, that machine really does work and blah, 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 this and that. And Lily wants to know how I could do that. And Herman says, you've really proved that water is thicker than blood. <laughs> and now wow. we get them both on the same screen together. Yeah, I didn't Herman's think they were going to do this. Charlie. This was awesome. It was, I was pretty well done. Happy, yeah. yeah. They had to wait a long time because the budget was not going to let that yeah, happen. Yeah, this is this is old one take monsters, right? They had to, they mm-hmm. get the perfect takes. <laughs> Charlie agrees with them, and Herman's like, "Oh, what?" Another one of these, like, "What do you mean you agree?" Because Herman's going to tell him off, and he's mm-hmm. like, "Oh, one another thing." Wait, did you say you agree with me? Charlie says, "You're right. I'm no good." Uh, and he says. I've been forced to look myself in the face, and I'll tell you, it isn't a pretty picture. (laughs) And Herman says, I feel like I just got insulted. (laughs) 
that's pretty that, good. That's a good line, yeah. Uh-huh. And Charlie says that the family has shown him the error of his ways, and he wants to make it up to him. Herman says, it's too late for that. And then the clock says... Now, two o'clock. It's two o'clock. Pretty good. And they're like, shut up, clock. Nevermore. Nevermore. <laughs> <laughs> so Charlie is changed, and to prove it, he's going to buy that worthless machine from him. Um... Oh, maybe he didn't explain the he didn't explain the machine works. He explains that he tried to commit fraud. Right? Yes, that's one. right. That's right. That's yes. mm-hmm. While uh, trying to commit fraud again by stealing it back. Yeah. Well, I'll just give you five grand for it right now. He's like, "Well, when?" I was like, "Well, right." Well, no, hold on. I'll give you the money for it. And Herman goes, "Oh yeah. When do I get paid?" Nevermore. Nevermore. That's when he says, "Oh, shut up!" <laughs> and then Lily goes, "He's wound too tight." Charlie says he'll pay him back this very moment. And gives them five grand in a very small stack of bills. So they must be like thousand dollar bills or something. Now I was expecting for like them to be like, oh uh, no no six grand. You gotta make <laughs> yeah. his money back off the <laughs> other. The 50, he, at least fifty five hundred. Yeah. yeah, he's down five hundred bucks. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. But Herman's like, oh, I misjudged you. Charlie grabs the device and he's like, Well, we're only human because he's a Frankenstein. <laughs> what? It doesn't work there. Boy, there were no Frankensteins. And then he waves and he says, well, cheerio. And Herman's like, I'll drive you to the station. And Charlie's like, well, I already phoned a cab. And he sticks his head out of the cabinet. Charlie says, don't forget about your that, Uncle Charlie. That was weird. Here's something yeah. for you, Eddie. Flips him a coin. Well, he says, you made the right decision. After all, you can always get, you can't always get by on your good looks. <laughs> yeah, Lily's even kind of into Charlie yeah. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think she's a little disappointed. And just as Charlie leaves, Grandpa comes running in, looking for Charlie. He wanted to talk to him about that invention. He's been acting strange since he told me fix his machine, and now they're all like, "Fix the machine? What?" <laughs> and it's like, "Yeah, I showed him this batch of batch of uranium I made. Like they're they're talking like they can, <laughs> like they made an element. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they're like it's Iron Man three, right? Yeah, or two yeah. or whatever. It's two, I think. Yeah, Iron Man. Oh, the worst of them all. Uh, <laughs> Grandpa's in the basement like Tony Stark, and he discovered an element, yeah. uranium. It's got Captain America's seawater. shield. Yeah, yeah. He's like balancing all the pipes. Yeah, boom, proton colliders. Uh, and so I made it, and he hightailed it over to Mrs. Cartwright. Like a bat out of heaven. <laughs> nice. Herman yep. is not happy. He's pissed. He got tricked by that sob story again. He goes, darn it. And he smashes the handrail to the stairs. And then the stairs go bonkers. <laughs> For uh, some reason. Yeah. yeah, the door, the trap door in the stairs just opens and closes, opens and closes, opens and closes. He smashes again and it stops. Eddie goes, look, Pop, the quarter's fake too. And he bit into it. And Lily says, he tricked us all. And Grandpa is happy he took the machine out of the house. Because now, very conveniently here at the end, thank God it's gone. Because if he starts fooling with it, there's no telling what may happen. (laughs) What may happen? We'll never know. Uh, So then we come back and Charlie is getting in a cab. He hasn't gotten very far. He's just out the door. (laughs) Thank you. Reach out to him. Driver to the airport and step on it. And then who is it? Why, it's Knuckles. What's the hurry, Charlie? Guy turns around. Knuckles, oh no. Where's the five G's, Charlie? I haven't got it. But I've got something much better. 
<laughs> Both you and I are going to be millionaires. Let me show you how this machine. Let me show you this machine now that it really works. And Knuckles goes, okay, but it better be good this time. <laughs> like uh, these you idiots should... have been down this road yeah. several times in the past. You could tell. He should not be falling for this. He should not be like, no, I don't want invention. I want the money. I'm not even going to put up with it. All right. I wonder like... if this is like the, is this like the 10th time this happened? It started off at five bucks. Then went to 25. <laughs> then it, and then it was 125. Where's my $125, Charlie? Something better. A machine. It better be good this time. <laughs> Doesn't do anything. And then he gets like, it's, now it's $700 and it's 35 You know, it just the, keeps going up. In the cycle, yeah. Yeah. So Herman, he's looking out the front door. It's open. The front door is open. He can see Charlie in the cab. He says, he's in the cab, Grandpa. What was that about the machine? And Grandpa says, well, it's no nothing. It's just the machine. And then there's an explosion. Everything shakes. We see the cab blown up. Charlie and Knuckles crawling out of the smoldering hollowed out <laughs> frame of a car. Yep. Somehow they survived that. Yep, yep. They're fine. And Grandpa says the machine still has a few bugs in it. Uh credits. The end jokes has been for every episode have just been like mm-hmm. fall flat terrible. every time. Yeah. Just <laughs> terrible. It's like what? it's not my favorite part of the show. Getting to the last minute to see yeah. how terrible it is. <laughs> is, it, is it grandpa who has the bad one liner every time too? Like I mean like he said it. the majority of Millie's. Yeah. It's in his right. blood. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Maybe Al Lewis is just like making them up on the spot. Like maybe it's like they're like, God, God damn it, Al, that wasn't Al. that wasn't in the script. We can't <laughs> cut this now. We've only got ten seconds of film left. Uh, damn it! I'm sure there's some like classic like Frankenstein's monster joke or something. But then Al is like, ah, I got something better. There's yeah. still some bugs. <laughs> yeah, there's probably like some <laughs> super clever original joke for the yeah. '60s that would have floored audiences. <laughs> yes, and he's just like, nope. The nope. Munster's brand of humor is this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Hmm. Well, that was um, uh, season one, episode nine. Knock wood. Here comes yeah. Charlie. What's your thoughts? I did not like this episode. No. 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 <laughs> Thank this, you. This may be my least favorite so far. Least favorite. Wow. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Really? It's. Um, I, I still think I even if this was like, you know, the twin brother thing is still a newer thing in the you know in the sixties, it still seems really early to pull in like, all right, Fred Wynn's gonna be playing a dual role this week, and that's like your big selling point. Um also like the the, the idea of the invention uh is just dumb. Mm, oh god, yeah. <laughs> um I and and because most of the questions that I have are never getting answered. Are there two Twin brothers that they harvested to make Frankenstein's monsters. Why does one? Why does I? Why does one speak in a British accent and the other one doesn't? Like, mm-hmm. and and also then like, what is the thing that Charlie did to like really like rub Herman the wrong way before? Like he obviously tried conning him once before, because mm-hmm. um, Herman's like not happy to see him at all the entire mm-hmm. time. Uh, so there's too many questions that are left out there that I really wanted to know more about. 
Uh, instead, I got this stupid loopy thing. Plus, like, what did they do with all the gold dust? <laughs> Vacuumed it up, I'm sure, or know. something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just trash. He threw it out. So, yeah, not to be like a contrarian, but actually, I kind of like this one. Um, really? I thought damn, it... can you damn contrarian. You. <laughs> that might be one of my favorites. Like, it doesn't top, like, the, the Frankenstein's monster baby gag from whatever episode mm-hmm. that was. Nothing, nothing even close to that. But this one just felt like a little more, like, I guess cohesive like there was like a main plot thread that kind of just like went out throughout the whole thing rather than kind of just feeling like they're filling for time some of the stuff was still kind of dumb but i don't know i kind of like the twin angle just watching (laughs) just watching charlie uh just watching fred gwynn as a frankenstein monster but talking in a british accent was really just like captivating for some reason (laughs) i enjoyed the twin the look of the twin just the hair and the British accent. <laughs> I enjoyed that. Yeah. I liked Herman had some some gags. I love the neighbor. I hated this episode so much. <laughs> hated this episode so much. Oh god. Everything was so convoluted. Right? <laughs> and it's just like there's this, there's that. And, oh, yeah. now we have the twin brother. Okay. There's one level of convolution. And it's like, oh, well, Lily just got $5,000 we didn't know about that happened off a screen because grandma died. Okay, there's that. Yeah. Oh, wait. And now we got the, the mob angle, and then we got the widowed neighbor. There's like all these the extra layers just being added on to something. Yeah. I really enjoy the Munsters. Not when Herman's being dumb, because Herman's quite dumb quite often. But when a Herman is... Leaning into the dumb, not realizing he's being dumb, and people—the reaction people give him—is uh, he thinks is positive, like the robot. Yeah. So the robot episode so far is the pinnacle of my watching experience. Episode mm-hmm. nine, okay. that episode through nine episodes, two episodes ago is is about as good as it's been. I really enjoyed that robot. This one is just like, eh, it's just a more monsters. It's just another monster, but he's the same monster it's like man yeah, well yeah and i guess that's a good point yeah because he's like not getting fooled at all in this no. one like he's not being stupid he's like the only him and Marilyn are like the reasonable the only sane ones yeah and yeah everyone else is being herman dumb while herman is being shrewd exactly yeah it's kind of a weird yeah flip-flop yeah this whole episode felt backwards another thing that i didn't like about this episode and i think it's weird because like in the past few episodes we've really railed them for using the Frankenstein's monster jokes so many times, mm-hmm. I kind of missed it. <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting it to be littered throughout it, and every yeah. time where it felt like there should have been one, because it's just what they do, mm-hmm. there wasn't one. And you're like, hmm. You would think there'd be double the jokes because there's two. Two of them. Monsters. They're both Frankenstein's monsters, damn it. Yeah. No. Mm. Also, I didn't, uh, and, and unless it's just something I didn't catch on to, uh, Grandpa didn't have like a really big pop culture reference. No, nope. no pop culture references. Does. Nope. I didn't have nope. to Google anything this time. Yeah. But, but he was uh, not necessarily magical, but inventive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was able to make stuff. He fixed, he was able to find a way to extract uranium from steam water. <laughs> Even though it's impossible. Yeah. He, Grandpa has his ways, you know. Yep. Yeah. I do like the, oh, I got to scroll down to what's the name of this place? Uh, where Herman sent Lily to, uh, oh, not Lily, yeah. but uh, Marilyn to, mm-hmm. uh, what is like it called? The chemical. The National Chemical Institute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know what that is. 
Uh, I, I kind of wish we could have seen Herman go there and like see mm. him like dumbly try to explain what yeah. was happening. And and it wasn't until at the end or at the beginning when you said that there were guest stars that I remembered that there were guest stars, but there's only two. Yeah, this is a very economical episode mm-hmm. because That's Herman true. plays double role. Eddie doesn't. I think Eddie says six words, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> he's in the beginning. He disappears, and then he yeah. shows up he's randomly. Playing, he's going to play the bad in the box. Yeah, they used like two locations in the house, and then that weird bank room for the mob, <laughs> and and uh, Mrs. Uh, Cartwright's kitchen. Yeah. And it looked kind of similar to the, the other kitchen. Mrs. Cribbins' the, kitchen. Yes. Yeah, it looked a lot That's like why that. I thought that she probably just replaced Mrs. Cribbins. All right. Yeah. Very economical episode. Just not good. I guess uh, they can't all be classics. Nope. And one day we'll get to that point where some are. <laughs> well, hopefully, yeah. I mean, hmm. there's still like 900 episodes to go. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> so there's That's plenty fair. of opportunity for something good to happen. Yep. It just yep. hasn't happened yet. So that was uh ep one season one, ep nine. But before we go, what would have broken the babysitter this episode? You know, I, I think it's a slow break this time. I don't think it's oh. gonna break her right away. Mm-hmm. But you know, there's a lot of uranium being tossed around in this episode. <laughs> and I think maybe the babysitters, you know, she's been around, she's been hanging out in the room with this uranium. Maybe it doesn't affect the monsters quite the same way it would affect a normal human being. That's true. But but maybe like a, I don't know, ten years down the line, something suddenly, the the radiation poisoning hits her brain and um, oh. yeah, she just she loses it. Yeah, that's too bad. <laughs> I th- I was hoping you would say she mutated and became a monster <laughs> of her own. <laughs> well, that's a little more fun. Maybe I should have done that. <laughs> uh, I think it is, and this is gonna be weird because she's normally not faced by any of this, but. When uh, Eddie just randomly pops out of that cabinet at the end. Oh, that's the thing gets her. Yeah, because it, like, it really kind of got me for a second. Like, I was like, "What the? F-? Like, how many cabinets can this kid get into? Are they all connected? <laughs> like, what? Like, when she sees him pop out, like, yet another random one, she'll be like, just baffled, and like, it just breaks her brain. I like the single Keith. I think that the years of stress have gotten to her, and the moment that breaks her is when Eddie turns the crank on the bat in the box and then the bat pops out. <laughs> and she just like that's the she just snaps. She's like, oh my God, it's so bad. And she's like, ah! and she runs and that's it. Mm-hmm. Like if it was it, a clown, it'd been fine. Bat <laughs> can't handle it. Running away in fast motion, climbing the mm-hmm. fence, yeah. running down the climbing street. The, climbs a tree. She's yeah. up there. She becomes a tree person. Yeah. But Keith, don't break yet. Tell us. No, I won't. I try not to. Tell you broke earlier. You had a moment. Yeah. Uh, tell us what <laughs> is Keith up to? Oh well, it's the uh, we're probably starting to run down to the uh, the last handful of episodes of season one of that was great, wasn't it? And our and our big pro stars rewatch. Uh, it's been amazing so far, and uh, also. Probably getting ready for a nice. Uh, everyone likes a good summer movie run, and we we got pop up film cast is uh, gonna be coming back. Oh, summer nice. movie spectacular! Yeah, mm, yeah. exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm excited about it too. I mean, I the witches of destiny reached out to me. They said, "Hey, we've got a shipment on the way. <laughs> yeah. 
Wow. Please make sure that you get all the squirrels and anything else living in the box out. Hmm. Said, well, the box is bottomless, so I can't guarantee I get them all out. But they said they'll they'll have stuff showing up in there. And lo and behold, I have seen every day it gets a little bit more filled up. Have you tested the depths? Have you like dropped like a, a some sort of rope down there with a little bell to like kind of figure out how deep it is? No, no, nothing. nothing. <laughs> oh, no. I I mean I just trust them when they say it. I mean I oh, look in there. I it's, <laughs> it seems pretty deep. It's weird mm-hmm. because it's on my porch and yet it's bottomless. And I cannot see the bottom, but I can see my porch right under it. It's very weird. It's kind of trippy, and I don't want to get too close to it. Mm, yeah, you might fall in. You wouldn't want to do that. Yeah, no, no. I make the kids go get it. The movies. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Keith, Keith shines a light into the box. He does like two flashes, and then waits a second, and then like three flashes come back. Oh god! So there's something on the other side. Don't know <laughs> what it is. Mm-hmm. Mm, it's Keith's twin. Mm. Uh, oh yeah! <laughs> well, hello everyone. <laughs> yep. Welcome to the pop up film. Keith cast. with a big pompadour and a monocle. He's <laughs> walking in. I've got just the invention for you. It's uh, a microphone that <laughs> translates uranium signals into the podcasts. Yes. Five thousand dollars on a student. <laughs> that's a, that's a bargain. Yeah. That'd be awesome, Keith. Work on that. Terry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. I'll get right on it. <laughs> what about yourself? Um, yeah, I got another podcast I do called Run the Real. Uh, you can check it out if you want. We just talk about movies, kind of do categories. Uh, I'm not sure what category we'll be on. We did shark movies recently. Uh, I think we're going to be on a brief break, but depending on when this comes out, we'll be doing some Paul uh, Thomas Anderson. Is that his name? Paul Anderson. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to be doing some of his movies next, so that'll be exciting. PTA. Yeah, that guy. Harper Valley. Uh, what, uh, do you know any of the ones you're choosing for that? Uh, the first one we know is we're going to do Punch Drunk Love. So hmm. haven't, I have not seen any of his movies besides his newest one. That just came, Licorice Pizza. That's Licorice the only one Pizza, I've seen. Licorice Pizza, huh? Hmm. Yeah. Was that yeah. good? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Eh, it was okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Hmm. Probably about as good taste. as... The pizza itself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Licorice yeah. or pizza for the movie? Combine well, you know, comparatively, if you combine licorice and pizza, could be good, maybe. A little bit weird, but not for everybody, probably. No. Not sure it was for me. I don't know. But anyways, you can find out, I guess. <laughs> Look at watch it yourself. Figure it out for yourself. Yeah. It'll be Never fun. Not on my list, but okay. All right. Not on your list? I want to check it out. Maybe one day I will. Um, and that's what I'm going to do. That's where you can find me waiting for licorice pizza to be free somewhere. Um, and until, uh, oh, well, in the meantime, I'll be reading Steve Alton's classic, The Meg. <laughs> oh, good. I, I started listening to the audiobook of that. I never finished it, though. No. You want me to send you my copy, Derek? What? Of you the want me Meg? to send you the copy? Yeah. No. Oh, you own it. <laughs> yes, I read it. Yes. I bought I it. I have no interest. Yeah. I did, you, no... did you read it before the movie, or did you? Yes, I because I had heard of the movie, and I and then I saw it was based on a book, and I was just baffled that this was actually a book that somebody I could see. make. I was just blown away by the fact that somebody would be this <laughs> make this stupid of an idea. Now I would read the novelization of the movie <laughs> The Meg based upon the novel The Meg by Steve Alt. Mm. Mm. Well, if you want novelizations, I got 
Gremlins and Spaceballs here, uh, but uh, I can't help you with that. Spaceballs has a novelization? Yes. You betcha. Wow. Hmm. I have a real hard time. I'm assuming they're cheap paperbacks, and mm. I have a real hard time with a paper that cheap paperbacks are printed on. It's like a weird sensory thing. It feels like yeah. it's sucking all of the moisture out of my body. <laughs> they are oh, so wait, dry. When, when I was a kid and I got Spaceballs, the novelization through my scholastic book club uh at school i didn't really care about the paper i guess it just mm, yeah yeah the older they get yeah. the more dry they get they start to like suck in it's like a dehumidifier like it's you like put the it mummy your... yeah yeah just, i can't do it <laughs> don't drip some water on it because it'll yeah it'll grow <laughs> like 10 sizes like one of those dinosaurs yeah yeah <laughs> no thanks i can't handle it paperbacks not for me it's uh i don't know i don't know how do i read my books now Via hologram. Thanks for asking. All <laughs> uh, right. Oh, we got to sign off. Oh, shit. Oh, shoot. We mm. do this every time. How we, we know it. it. I don't know. Let's figure <laughs> it out. Um, Ingenuity. Imagine. Intelli- uh, yeah. Intelligence. What? 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 Is it is it intelligence, imagination, no, it's ingenuity? Ingenuity, imagination, intelligence. Oh, do not shit, work. No. I'm sorry. But we all Probably take our again. turns. Yeah. Why well, this is always a challenge. It's always hunting season. <laughs> and then it's always hunting season. The Monster Hunters are Derek Glasscock, Keith Gala, and Terry Vicroy. Keith is the host of the Pop Up Filmcast, and that was great, wasn't it? Both shows can be found wherever you subscribe to podcasts. For more about Keith's shows, you can follow Pop Up Filmcast on Twitter at Pop Up Filmcast. And that was great, wasn't it? At how great was that? You can also follow Keith on Twitter at KG3030. Terry is one of the hosts of Run the Real. It's a movie podcast that does deep dives on films with a theme. You can follow Run the Real on Twitter at Run the Real. You can also follow Terry on Twitter at Terry underscore Vicroy. If you would like more musings from me, you can follow on Twitter at Derek the number nine and the word nine. Follow Monster Hunters on Twitter at Monster Hunters and subscribe on your podcatcher of choice for more Monster Hunter fun. Monster Hunters is mixed and edited by me, Derek. All original music is composed and mixed by Terry Vicroy, and executive producers are me and Keith Gullen. The Monster Hunters is a Crispy Dodo production.